supporters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. We are broadcasting live from the headquarters and from Pods Moving and Storage Studios. And this is where we hang out to have a conversation about your life and your money. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. I'm Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, bestselling author and Ramsey personality. And we're taking your calls on life, relationships, money, career. All of it. Anything and everything. So give us a call, 888-825-5225. Starting us off this hour, Sarah out of Tacoma, Washington. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, um, hello. How can so- we help? <laughs> So, um, I have two, um, things that I have going on in my marriage. Um, Oh, you're lucky. I've got like 15 things going on in my marriage. (laughs) You just got two. That's awesome. (laughs) So one issue that I have is, um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, um, I, I, I noticed that my spouse has an issue with, uh, drinking Mm. And my second issue is um, our finances. Um, we have our finances separate. And so I'm not sure what he's doing with his money, and he's not sure what I'm doing with my money. So I had suggested marriage counseling. My spouse doesn't want to do it. I had suggested counseling for him. He doesn't want to do it. So I... I'm like, what do I do next? <laughs> I'm like, kind of. Mm. Are you safe? Yes. Okay. Um, when you say he's got a problem with alcohol, what does that mean? Like every every time I sit around, he's drinking. Okay. Um, there's not a lot that can be done with finances. There's not a lot of work that can be done on your marriage until he's sober. Mm-hmm. Um. The person you left out of the, hey, maybe we should go to marriage counseling. Maybe you should go to marriage counseling with me. Maybe you should go to counseling. The person you left out is the only person you can actually do something about, and that's you. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to counseling for my own personal issues. Good for you. But it's kind, yeah, it's kind of tough when you have someone that's dealing with their own demons. Absolutely. You know, how am I supposed to? Um, get healthy, how am I supposed to, um, you know, heal if I'm dealing with someone, I'm, I don't want to say someone, when I'm dealing with a hurting spouse, when they have their own issues. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it's this is a question millions of people ask, are forced to ask all the time. How do I get well in an unsafe environment? And what I would tell you is at some point, you've got to draw um, some boundary lines and say, whether that's mm-hmm. I've got to take 30 days and go stay with a friend I've got to step right here for a minute and get my head clear and get my relationships clear and get my health clear. Um, Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to need to step away for 30 days uh, on a very intentionally planned uh, separation here while you go get well. And if you're not interested in getting well, then I understand that you're not interested in um, us working on this. You see what I'm saying? Like there's a point when you have to draw some pretty firm boundaries when you are married to somebody who is struggling with addiction because Mm -hmm. like you're noticing it makes you financially insecure which makes you at the end of the day very Mm -hmm. unsafe yeah right you don't know what he owes what he's spending it on where it's going 
uh, if rent's going to get paid, if bills are going to get paid, if you're going to have food in the fridge. I mean, it's a very unstable way of being. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I tried to bring it up, and I'm like, hey, Hold on. You listen, know, listen, listen. Thing. You can't. And I know that feels so powerless, but yeah. you can't <laughs> fix him. You know why? You're not the problem. Yeah. You're not. He's not doing this because of you. And that's what makes this so hard is that you love him and you want to just snap your fingers and have it be okay. Mm. Yeah. How long oh, have you guys been married, yeah. Sarah? Um, four, four years. Four years. Uh, how long has he been drinking? Um, he's two years. And I think he's been battling with addiction and I don't think he's ever got the proper help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think yeah. he has either. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you can control your thoughts and your actions and how much you love him. And then at some point, you've got to draw boundaries that make sure you're safe and that you can have peace. And those are very, yeah. very complicated, hard conversations. I'm glad you have a, a relationship with a professional counselor. Mm-hmm. And Sarah. Yeah, and that's some. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go. You're good. Yeah, and that's something I'm talking about in counseling where, you know, how to draw um, boundaries and not be so like passive how to say hey you know if you continue to do this like then i have to do this that and the third that's right yeah so that's something i'm i'm learning in counseling Mm. and that's a new muscle to build sarah so give yourself some Mm. some grace in that right like if you're yeah if if this is a new way of looking at life in a new lens and even a new way to communicate and say out loud like that's scary right like if there's Mm -hmm. even if there's like a level of intimidation intimidation you don't want to hurt him i mean there's so much and if you've been a peacekeeper your whole life when you're growing up if it was your job to make sure not to say the wrong thing because Mm -hmm. mom was going to fly off the handle and dad would get mad if yeah if yeah like i don't like conflict at all that's right i I really don't that's right because it's like I don't like being in situations like that because I know I get super I'll get super super angry and so that's something I'm learning um, also too is how to control my anger and get my point across Mm. and if you've been told your whole life uh, how about you just shut up and you make sure that everybody else is okay first that what you need and what you want and what you feel just gets compressed like a just gets pushed and pushed and eventually that stuff comes out Mm -hmm. in rage right Mm comes out in rage and so here's the deal you are like we tell people on who are on baby step one when they're just trying to get that thousand bucks and they've been grinding at it for two months and they're trying you're on the right path it's just going to be hard and because you're doing something your body has never done before and it's going to be tough but you got this sarah yeah and you deserve that right like there's to to have that peace um and not to go super tactical as we end uh, this segment, but you mentioned about the separate accounts and we come on the show mm-hmm. day in and day out telling married couples, join accounts, join accounts, join accounts, mm-hmm. except when there's issues. If there's a if there's a divorce looming, if there's a separation, if there's, there's an addiction, addiction yeah. uh, we say that's a time to actually to keep them separate. So hear mm-hmm. me say that loud and clear that I would not combine accounts with him. Uh, with an addict because it, it, it it's not going to help the situation. You guys need to heal your marriage first and then out of that comes combining your accounts and working together with your money. But the money is a totally side subject at this point. Healing and getting boundaries for you, Sarah, is the number one goal. So thank you so much for calling. I hope that helps.
Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. to The Ramsey Show. We are taking your calls this hour at 888-825-5225. Coming up next, great name coming up next, Boone. And of course from he's a Fort Texan. Fort Worth, Texas. Boone from Texas. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Howdy, howdy. How are you guys doing? Oh, that's <laughs> what I expected. That is everything I wanted. Thank you, Boone. Thank you, Boone. You're Anytime. a wonderful human being. What's up, man? I appreciate You're on the right side of DFW, so, too. What's up? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. So I am the only income provider for my household. Um, I have a stay, uh, my wife's a stay-at-home mom. We have a 10-month-old daughter. And I've been given the opportunity to basically quit my current job, which is for a very big like corporation as a W-2 employee, to go work for a mom-and-pop shop, kind of, in, in the same trade same job title um, with potentially making a lot more money, but as a 1099 worker, as a self-employed contractor with no benefits. So I'm kind of like part of me wants to do it, but also I don't want to, you know, in a sense, put my family in jeopardy if if it doesn't pan out. Are you a lawyer? No. Okay. What do you do? (laughs) You said no, no, no. (laughs) Uh, I, uh, it's called. I'm a PDR technician, but it's a fancy way of saying I fix dents for a living or hail damage. Okay. Yeah. So, it's what do you make it's now it's in your corporate job? And then, if you were to run just some rough numbers, what would you make if you went into a smaller business, kind of on your own as a 1099? So, so my job is a 100% commission based. Um, this year, I'm expecting to make between 90 and 100 thousand. And if I were to switch over to the mom and pop shop, and this is just off their word. Um, I kind of just met them like within the recent months. They seem like good people. Um, but they say I, I could easily clear a hundred thousand as a 1099. Um, yeah, but that's just off their word, you know? So you're making similar money and the other job you have benefits and then this one, you know, you won't, um, the other one is a, as a W two employee, you, you have a different tax. You have different taxes. Ten ninety nine. You got to pay all of your taxes. You yeah, pay thirty percent against fifteen. Yeah, but um, idea is like I would be making a lot more, possibly a lot more money because it is based off weather. Because I'd be doing mainly just hail insurance jobs. There's no hail in Texas. Days. Just kidding. That was awesome. That was a good joke. Uh, right uh, there. <laughs> um, so, 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 a hundred thousand. Sorry, with the mom and pop shop. That's the that's like the floor is kind of what they're saying, and you're you're going to be able to make way more than that because I just heard you say a hundred thousand. 
Yes, yes. Okay. Is, yeah, it's easily clear it and then up. Yeah, yeah. Man, here's uh, here's what doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not the the illusion of safety. You're quote unquote safe in this job or safe in that job. Um, people say like I'm, I'm taking I make less money for the big corporation, but it's a safer job. And I always go back to the story we told in another hour where my mom worked for Enron. I just don't buy it, right? But if you told me this mom and pop was a family friend of yours and you'd known him for a long time and like you had seen the numbers and this is legit, um, that's one thing. To just tag on to somebody like, no, you're going to make 100 easy. Man, that makes me real uneasy to, to put my wife and 10-year-old baby girl on that tra- train. Like I would be, yeah. I, if I'm you, I would sit down and say, I need to see your books. I want to see your what y'all have reported over the last couple of years. I want to see what the business is because I can see them just salivating over a guy like you who is out there just getting after it for a corporation making a hundred grand. Yeah, um, man, I'd love. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just, dig in more. Boone. not right. Dig in more, and then run all the math out and say, okay, worst case scenario, I'm going to make one ten with the mom pop. But then run out your taxes, run out your benefits of insurance, run out everything. And then see how you end up versus 90 to 100 in the corporate job uh, with taxes taken out, right? Run two formulas and then say, okay, here's what I have to make for this move to be worth it. I have to make 130. Yes. Or whatever it may be. So so run those numbers. And maybe it's not right now, Boone. I mean, that's okay. Like you have a 10-month-old at home. You have a great job. Mm -hmm. And unless you just hate it and it's a toxic environment and you're like, I just want out and change, that's one thing. But if if you're okay with it and you're enjoying it, uh, the other numbers just have to be a big deal for me to make that big of a shift right now. In All right, life. you said something important. I just want to, before we go to the next call, Rachel, two important things. One, do the real math numbers. Yeah. Too many people, like they don't want to leave their job, so they kind of like, well, it's going to cost a million dollars to buy a new house. No, it's not. <laughs> or they are desperate to leave their job, and they're like, no, we'll make it work, and you can't make it. You can't just imagine math, right? That's the that's important one. Number two, I mean, number one, and then number two is sit down with the person that you're about to hit your wagon to like Dave and I had lots and lots of meetings both ways right him saying am I gonna let this guy speak on behalf of my family's name and me saying am I gonna quit my dream job and everything I know to am I gonna attach myself to this dude's last name right right and so do your due diligence both ways and make sure you feel comfortable in your soul that this is the right move Yeah, yeah that's great all right, up next we have Ethan in Boise. Hey, Ethan, welcome to the show. Hello. Um, so uh, my, me and my fiance are 22 with two kids. We have $34,000 in debt. Um, we have a wedding to save for in August. That's about 10000 We met 50 k And with this new job opportunity, if I go gazelle with uh, overtime, I'll be able to bring in another $3,000 a month. Um, with the debt, 30,000 is in the car. And my question is, do I sell the car now and get a small loan to get a used car or do I sell it privately, get a little bit more for it and then save up or save up and sell it later. So out of your $34,000 of debt, 30 of it is a car. Yes. How much do you think you could get for it? Um, Kelly Blue Book said today. 
privately 37 to 39 and then oh, the instant cash offer was 30. Oh, Ethan's. Ethan, I got a great yeah. I got a great plan for you, Ethan. <laughs> sell that car. Okay, I need to go, hear it. Go please. drive. Okay, sell the car. Go drive a 4 to 5000 dollars beater your fiance's embarrassed to be with you You're kind of car. You feel ashamed. Terrible car, Ethan. Terrible car. Even your little kids are like, are you serious, Dad? Have your wedding in <laughs> August. Get married. You guys together. Combine those finances. Save up between now and then for the wedding. And then, wait, for August? Like a year from now? Yeah. I'm, yes. I would, okay, sell the car today. Go to tomorrow and get married. <laughs> you guys have yeah. two kids together. Why are you Don't waiting till wait August? a year. Go get married, dude. Go get married. Because we want to, we want to you have, know, a have a party. Have a party. Have a party later. Have a party later. You guys are married. You have kids. You're living together. You are married. Go get go get the certificate. You do it, Ethan. Seriously, you don't wait on a okay. wedding to solidify your relationship. That is a way bigger deal than the wedding. So okay. you guys can have it in August. You're gonna have a big old party, and it's gonna be amazing and wonderful. And paid for in cash. Paid for in cash. You're gonna get married before that, though. Ooh. And then you so guys have, have you guys have four thousand okay. dollars left of debt after that thirty thousand dollar car. You guys can pay that off real soon. You no, guys, you're gonna sell be in a great for thirty seven five and pay your debt off. You have thirty five hundred bucks in your bank account. But he's got to buy a car. Oh, that's yeah. true. My bad. <laughs> sell it for forty. Somebody yeah. will buy it for. When 40. do you think Ethan should get married? Yesterday. Do it soon, Ethan. Do it for the weekend. Surprise your wife. Okay. Women love to be surprised with weddings. <laughs> just kidding don't do that it's terrible advice it's the worst advice I've ever got on the show do not do that whatever you do no but man. for real though I think that, that I think there's a benefit for you guys as a couple to be in it to, to solidify it there is a level of commitment there that you guys need together and then you're gonna knock all this out and it's gonna be it's gonna be a forever memory and have a big party in August if you want or sooner right and live your life with your two kids Ethan you guys are killing it sell the and car best, my brother Build wealth, change your legacy, Ethan. You got this. Thank you. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today. Every dollar. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, taking your call calls anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. It's a free call. Talk about your life, your money, your career, your relationships, anything and everything. I'm Rachel Cruz with Dr. John Deloney and going to the phones to Will in Salt Lake City. Hey, Will, welcome to the show. 
Hey, thanks for having and taking my call, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, so currently in my situation, I'm a school teacher uh, currently, and the finances in our area, just because our uh, rent is going up higher and higher every month, uh, I'll be, from what I've been told, I'll start paying around 1800 a month by February. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's a killer, uh, especially for our pay in this area. Um, and so I'm looking to move outside of the area and look at other opportunities. Um, I've already reached out to some people in other districts that I know in other areas, and the pay is higher and the rent is about a thousand dollars cheaper. Um, sounds like a so I, sounds like a good win, man. Yeah, especially for where it is um, right now. The uh, the tentative offer will be in Soldotna, Alaska. Um, then, <laughs> you said uh, other yeah, districts. So, uh, I thought you meant in your neighborhood. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Are you it's teaching at Oates Military Academy? Like, so what? Like, what are you doing <laughs> no. there in Alaska? Same thing. Um, so I'd be teaching. Uh, yeah, teaching still. Um, and then I'm also familiar with this area because I go up there almost every year for fishing every okay. summer. Cool. And you have, fa- and you have so. a family, Will? Uh, no, I do not. I'm oh, okay. single. I just have a dog. Oh, Dude, cool. get yeah. it, man. Well, that's fun. I'm actually jealous. What can we help you with? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get an idea of financially what you guys think would be realistic in terms of going from here to moving up there. A million dollars. Um, I am going to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I am Sorry, looking Will. at uh, finishing up. Yeah, it's all good now. I'm, I'm looking at uh, finishing up the school year here because uh, I just don't think it's the right thing to leave in the middle of a semester um, good for you. with the students I have. Um, so I want to finish up the school year and then leave probably uh, near mid-June. Uh, the only things I'm looking at taking is what I can fit in the back of a pickup pretty much. Well, there you go. I mean, then it sounds like all you need is gas money, huh? And deposit yeah, money on a new place? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, realistically, the nice part, too, is I'll be paid over the summer still for my previous job because yep. my contract will end in August. Excellent. Um, but the only other part is that the weirdest part, I guess, is I am switching out vehicles because in that area, I am likely going to need a truck, more yeah. or less, in that area. Um, yeah. And I currently have a Camry. I am paying, making payments on it monthly because I'm on a loan plan. I'm paying about 520 a month. I've already talked to lenders. It's going to be way less than that. It's going to be closer to 290 once I switch to the other vehicle um, and get up there. Why, why so would you? I'm, I'm just, why would you postpone switching vehicles? Um, right now, the gas mileage for the vehicle is great. Um, yeah, but is, is, is it worth 250 dollars a month in payment? You can't be saving that much um, money on gas. I, yeah, I mean, I, I make an extra 1000 with a side job that I use my vehicle for currently. Um, okay. And a truck for my side job just wouldn't well, be real. What other debt? Okay, so how much do you have left on the car? Um, There's about 20 on it. Okay. Um, what other debt do you I, have? Once I get it. Um, that's it. I just My the car. parents, uh, yeah, just my parents were, and I were fortunate enough to, I worked 80 hours a week in college, so I paid okay. off everything. Awesome. Good for you. Life. And how much, how much do you make a year? teaching like how much will you have um, for the rest, cur- of, the re- rest of the year currently 56 okay. uh once i move up there it will be 62 63 okay how much cash do you have in the bank right now um just very minimum i think it's about a thousand i've just been trying to attack that car okay. and so that's why i'm kind of holding off on that to try to get enough money to move up okay um yeah if i'm you will I mean, I would even, I wonder if you just Kelly Blue booked it. I'm just curious of what you could get because mm-hmm. my goal for you when you move to Alaska is that you have no payments 
and you have a good emergency fund, you know, of maybe two months worth of expenses just because of the catch-all of moving. I mean, when you enter into any new season, whether you're leaving college and starting a job, uh, weddings, kids, moving, I mean, all of these, they just bring more expenses than usually we expect. So to have any level of buffer is going to be really, really important. So I would be curious, you know, what's an, if you, what you could get for it if you Kelly Blue Booked this, uh, got got a cheap car, basically had no payments and just, just saved everything like crazy between now and Alaska. Once you get to Alaska, you have some money saved and maybe even using some of that money to buy a car and to buy your trucking buy truck, cash yeah. uh, after you sell the junky car that you may get here in the next few months, uh, putting some money together and get maybe a crappy truck in Alaska if you need to, and then you can move up from there. But cash flowing all of this as soon as possible would be my goal. Um, just because of this big transition coming up. I mean, I would I would really, really focus on that. So that would be, my, that's what I would do, Will, if I woke up in your shoes. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think it's worth about 26, 27,000 currently. Oh, life. wow. Okay, you know what? what? I mean, I would, Will. And what do you, what do you owe it? on it? 20. Uh, 20. Bro, I would sell that. Yeah, get a $7,000. Before $7, the weekend is over. Get a, get a yeah, get a seven $8,000 car. Uh, and then just start saving some cash to use for your truck when you get to Alaska and an emergency fund Absolutely, man. for both of it. So thanks for the call, Will. And excited for you on this journey because it sounds like you were, you got baby step one covered, that $1,000, like you said, and you're starting to well, this will pay go, off the tough. If you pay this, if you sell this thing, buy a $5,000 car. And you save the car payment of five twenty a month. Every month. You're, you've launched through baby step two and you're well into baby step, step three. three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. you could really catapult. That's what's so fascinating, John, about this stuff is like, it's these moves. It's a slingshot, yeah. It's these little moves, right, yep. that can just get you there. And there's a lot of people, this is not to like shame you, Will, but just as an example, that are driving, you know, a family and they got two crappy cars. They're not worth anything to sell. They're paid off, but they're working through their credit card debt and their student loans. And they just wish they could have this like kind of magic pool of like, oh my gosh, I could like make this one move and then it's all gone. That's right. And it's all gone. That would be amazing. So I think you're just in an incredible position to really... Uh, catapult you forward in the baby step. So thanks so much for the call. All right, blinds.com. Find out for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promo codes they run every month, you'll save even more. Use promo code Ramsey to get the best deal. Today's question comes from Ryan in North Carolina. Ryan writes, I have a 14-year-old daughter who has a large sum of money from a settlement because of a school bus accident that occurred when she was 10. This money is currently held in an accident in an account in her name that will all be given to her when she turns 18 and my wife and I cannot do anything out of it without a judge's order until she turns 18. My question is how can we best help her to prepare to invest it when that time comes? She has more than enough to pay for college and we want to make sure mm. she uses it responsibly. It's a great question. I'm sorry for the yeah. accident though. So this is, I love this question and here's why. As a parent, it's so easy for me to parent by, I have something you don't have. I've got food. You have to do what I say. Or I've got bigger muscles than you. You have to do what I say. Mm. And all the literature tells me that's a terrible way to enter into a lifelong relationship with your kid. And most importantly, teach them to become good adults. And there's moments when you have to step in that gap. But this parent is facing the other side of it, which is, my daughter's about to have a whole bunch of money, right? <laughs> yeah. And so my yeah. influence over her is, a, is four, four years in counting. And what I would tell you, Ryan, is you 
double, triple, quadruple down on a couple of things. One, relationship. You can't lead this this young woman by, um, I've got something you... You can't lead like that. Yep. It's got to be, hey, let's sit and talk about this. Or let's have a regular scheduled time together so we can develop relationships. So that four years from now when she asks you a hard question, mm-hmm. you've built a well of trust that she trusts you. Yep. The second thing is she's watching every move you make with your money. And so the better you are with your money, the more likely she is to follow into that same Yep. And and talk about it. I would make it as normal as possible. So it's not like when she's 18, it's like, here's $30,000. It's like, what? Yeah. That it's so normal that it's like, oh yeah, that's been there. I know. That's the money coming. There's no shock And there's already a plan for it. Yes. Yes. That you talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And the more normal it is, the more she understands why behind it, there's a level of maturity there that she hopefully will make the right decisions. But ultimately too, when she turns 18... She's 18, right? She'll have to see the wizard, yeah. Yep. And my hope is you've got a relationship that she will ask you to come along. show. I'm Rachel Cruz with Dr. John Deloney hosting this hour and taking your calls. Up next, we have Bruce in Boston. Hey, Bruce, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, I'm in kind of a mess. Um, so my wife and I have been married for 20 years. Uh, back in 2010, we were uh, totally debt-free on everything. They talk into the phone, and man. And then in Yep, talking on the phone. And there, then, there you go. And uh, right after that, we bought two brand new vehicles. And from that point uh, forward, we have been disconnected, not able to get on the same page on doing a, a monthly budget. Uh, fast forward to now, um, she got a new job about a year ago, and uh, the new job has her uh, using her credit card, our credit card, uh, to make purchases for the company. Uh, the company pays for those purchases, but uh, I think that the company should be uh, get their own credit card and they make their own purchases, not us. Yeah. I would agree with that. So what's your question? So how do I get her to understand uh, that the company should be purchasing uh, their own materials? I think it's a bigger you question than that. Okay that. Yeah, so you can't come at the at the tail end of of I mean, you guys getting off kilter buying two new cars back in 2010, that's not the reason you can't have a budget. There's something beneath the thing that you're talking about. Yep, I would agree with that. What is it? Um, I would say um, part of it's budget not, not wanting to do a budget. Nope. What's beneath? What's, no, 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 no. That's not it. What's beneath that? Why does she not want to? I think she's afraid of um, money commitment. She thinks she's not going to have any money to spend, even though we do have plenty of money to spend. Why do you think she feels that way? Um, 
Are you a safe person to anchor to? Probably not. I'm not the most uh, communicative. Yeah. And so you see how over 15 years um, or 12 years, a dance emerges where you're hard to talk to, you're hard to connect with, so she has to create a world that she can exist in. And in that world, the only joy she's got is buying crap. And the only safety she has is financial security. I've got the ability to get whatever I need whenever I need it. And you feel like the rug keeps getting pulled out from under you. And it's frustrating. And you don't know how or don't want to say anything. And then this just dance starts. And then you end up further and further and further apart. And now she's in a situation that I think is asinine. It's insane that a company is asking an employee to put things on their on their personal credit card. That's just dumb. It's just dumb. Um, but y'all, you, you don't have the tools, you don't have the relational equity to have this conversation. I would agree. And now it sounds like a personal attack on her. She's saying, oh, you hate my job, you, which is an identity thing. It's a, You see what I'm saying? You having this, and you're right. You're actually right. The the I usually don't like to say that in a marriage conversation. You're right. <laughs> and... That's not the point right now. Right. The, the point is she can't hear you and you can't hear her. Are y'all done? Um, well, we've been battling, I would say, for the last 15 years. And um, I would say we are not done because we still love each other. And uh, we have worked on We've gone to counselors a couple of times. And uh, since COVID, then they went to remote. And uh, that didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. And for the last two years, we have not seen anybody. Why? Because um, we couldn't do the whole remote thing. It was in-person work for us better. We haven't gone back to anybody since. That's what I'm asking you. It's been you. a while. That's what I'm asking you is, like, if I need antibiotics and there's a flood and I can't get to Walgreens to go get them, the moment the water recedes, I'm going to be banging on that door to go get my what I need to be healthy and well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, John. Absolutely. Because you've done this in another call at previous shows. And I was like, ah, I feel like that this could be Bruce. Mm-hmm. You've painted a picture before of a husband going out to dinner with his wife, holding her hands, looking across the table, mm-hmm. and just speaking to her and saying out loud the truth of what they both know and him admitting, you know, baby, I've not been, I'm not an easy person to talk to. Mm-hmm here's the situation that I know I've created and start saying out loud the things that you guys know. And I feel like a wife hearing her husband take responsibility and at least acknowledging what's going on is a really beautiful thing. Do you remember doing it? I mean, I do all the time. Well, say it to him because I'm like, that's a great picture because it it gives it like you always say, paint the picture, this picture of a husband and wife sitting across from each other and they're actually being a helpful conversation, but it starts with responsibility. That's right. So, um, what Rachel's getting to is, is is this. At the end of the day, you can't make your wife do anything. It's frustrating. She's going to have to choose to either A, come, see the light about how gr- much more peaceful her life can be with financial security or, especially in the beginning, choose to meet her husband's needs because she loves him more than she loves um, feeling warm and fuzzy at night for a season. Okay. <laughs> So 
all you can deal with is your thoughts and your actions. And so this whole healing begins with you going to dinner or you taking her out to breakfast one morning and having already written this stuff out. And you hold her hand and you look across the table at her and say, not we need to or you need to. No, I have screwed this up for 15 years. And that's okay. you being being husband. Yep, that's extreme ownership. It's you taking a knee and saying, all I can own up to is what I've contributed to this. And then here's the important part. After you take ownership, here's the scary, vulnerable part for you. That part's actually easy. I screwed this up. I'm sorry. Here's the hard part. You saying, here's what I really need. Here's what I need. And you'll feel less than. You'll feel small. You'll feel not like the Boston man that you think you are. But I'll tell you, the time when I, my marriage was on the rocks, brother, and I sat down and one of the things I told my wife is, I said, I'm ashamed to even say this out loud. I'm a six foot two Texas male. But I, I need you to say you're proud of me because I'm working as hard as I can for one thing, and that's to make you proud. And I just want you to say that I'm doing a good job. I just needed to hear that. And it was embarrassing to say, and it was a moment of catharsis for me to say it out loud. And my wife said, man, it would have been awesome to know 15 years ago. And now she doesn't miss a beat. And I wish I didn't need that, dude. I wish I was so cool. And t- I did. I just wanted my wife to think, because I really tried to impress her. And I wanted to be enough for her. And so it's you mining you, going way down in the depths and saying, what do I need? I feel scared and terrified and unsafe with how much money we owe. I'm terrified. It would mean the world to me if you help me feel more safe by doing a budget with me. That's okay. totally different than you need to get your butt on a Ramsey plan. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, to- that's totally me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that because you know what? I'm not talking to you either, man. And yeah, I'm going to go. It doesn't work. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. So this is a total, this is going to take some time for you to write down your needs, to be honest with yourself. Here's what I need. Because it starts out with, I need more more sex. What I really need is more undivided attention from you. I need your attention. I miss you. I need intimacy. I need us to just be like hang out. All right, so it starts in these big announcements. I need us to get out of debt. I'm terrified at how fragile our economic situation is in our home. You see, there's a difference there, man. And I want you to get to those needs and write them down and take her out um, and have that conversation. Stay on the line. I'm going to send you the questions for humans cards for couples. And it'll give you all some things to talk about as you're having these hard conversations. And it'll give you some tools to practice having conversations again. That's great. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for calling us. Um, Hope all well for you, you and your wife. All right. Thanks to James, Ben, Zach, Andrew, Austin, Jenna in the booth. The the lady back there. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) We're the only two in the show. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like Borrowed Future. Not so fun fact, America has a $1.6 trillion student loan crisis and it's out of control. 
I'm George Camel, host of the Borrowed Future podcast, where we uncover the underbelly of the student loan industry and show you what you can do about it. It'll inspire you to see that it is possible to avoid student loans and graduate college debt-free. Listen to Borrowed Future wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.